tell the fellas, what you want, I got it. And if I ain't got it, I'm going to get it. Are you with it? That was a spoken word from Miss Monica Madison. <laughs> and I'm your blue suit, Poppy! Ryan, we meet you. We're back again for Weekend Flex. And as I said, Mike 212. Hey. Special guest, please introduce yourself. My name is Monica Madison. I am a voiceover extraordinaire, lover of life, love, and living. Accomplished author as well. <laughs> Served on many a campaign, I believe, a Clinton. There was a Clinton in there. There was a Clinton. I served on the President Clinton's AIDS committee. Uh, that was eons ago uh, before I figured out who I was. But the whole purpose... Look at you figuring yourself out. <laughs> no, the whole purpose of serving on a committee was after my brother died from AIDS. And I wanted to learn as much as I could about the disease. I didn't know this, by the way, for the um, <laughs> listening audience. I did not know this part, so thank you for snatching my wig off. I'm sorry. On my own show, but you didn't even let the glue dry, but that's fine. That's fine. It we'll, dried. We'll... You just acting. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Stop playing. Girl, I'm not lip-syncing for my life. I'm here Stop being me. Lip-sync. No, I actually, I, I left my job at NYU. Uh, be, like, who does that? I mean. Um, to start working at the, um, the Black Commission on AIDS. I mean, this is you we're talking about. We're going to get into this a little later in the podcast. But you you have the tendency to do whatever you want when you want to. Kind of. I'm sort of like a free spirit on some level. No, total free spirit. Let me tell you. I I went to a high school uh, where Dr. Betty Shabazz was Malcolm X's wife. Mm -hmm. She was the principal. God damn it. Yes. So you don't come out of that with um, having a restricted way of thinking. You're esteemed. You're you you're, you have a pedigree. You <laughs> I do. Don't. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just a girl from Mount Vernon. Just a girl from the Bronx. I get you. Fair. That's yeah, fair. Not not quite you know Cardi B, but I come from Mount. You're Vernon. not doing heels. I come from legends. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna get to it. So the first thing Dr. Be- Dr. Betty Shabazz said to me was. Just because you're a teenage mother, never allow anyone to make you feel less than what you truly are. And that is royal. That's powerful as shit. Yes. Especially coming from her. Yeah, right. Because the first thing I'll tell an executive, a CEO is, who are you talking to like that? (laughs) Don't you know who I am? Well, I mean, because people people need to require respect no matter what, what level you are at in your life. This is very true. Respect um, to your elders and even respect to the younger set, which people tend to just throw to the side. Take like, advantage. Oh, just young. I can just talk to her. Mm-hmm. She's young. I can talk to her any kind of way. No, you can't. No, I mean, no matter how young they think you think they are, they're still a tax-paying adult. And they deserve the respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, get your jaw raw. <laughs> it happens. Um, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. They just never ask me what it means to me. So, frankly, I stopped giving a shit. <laughs> you know, well, sometimes you have to be in that space to demand it. Yeah, right. Because, you, I mean, you can only receive so much if you... This is true. If you want it or not. So... Well, you're going to respect me at the end of the day, whether you like well, it or not. Well, listen, Monica Madison, I was not <laughs> talking about you, ma'am. You get the respect anyway, anyhow. I'll speak to your manager. Like, you, 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 you're a very respectable lady. I try to be. You are. That's uh-huh. how I was raised. Oh, yes. 
I was I was raised by a woman who was from Tyrone, Georgia. She was born in 1917. You better you give your lineage out. Yeah. <laughs> Speak on your genealogy, lady. My son calls it DOS. You know what that is? No. Descendant of Slaves. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that I needed an acronym, but okay. It, clearly, <laughs> it's a thing in his world. Right. And he's, you know, he's going to say, oh, you biting off of my lines. And it's like, oh, Okay. Okay. This is where you, you resign your respect. <laughs> I started using it because I kind of like it. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it does speak a lot. I, I never... It speaks volumes. Wow, yeah. Um, so I have you in the studio today for a very specific reason that you actually... Uh-oh. This is your topic. Uh, why are you saying that? Oh, for This is your topic. <laughs> I can't prepare. No. <laughs> but um, manifestation... Oh my goodness, I've been getting into manifestation lately, a lot. When did it first start? Let's do it. Um, Wow, I don't know when exactly it started, but I started practicing it more. Mm -hmm. So it could be, you know, when you go to sleep at night, what do you think about? Mm -hmm. I started thinking about the book. I started thinking about where I saw myself. Please tell the listeners what book you're talking about. Oh, my book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, my third book is called <laughs> I've Been Known to Get Wild. What's it about? And the subtitle, which I think I need to say because most people would think, oh, that's a sex book. The subtitle <laughs> is uh, Dating Without a Representative. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> that's actually powerful. That's powerful. <laughs> um, it's funny because when I had um, Essence and Paula on here, um, they she let me look at her book and I read I was like reading it I was like skimming through it taking notes and I was like shit this is really fucking deep and me my coach Shakur was not here today she, we were just like um so we're gonna we're gonna do a book club on this book Paula <laughs> is like, the absolute best I love her energy uh, every time I think of her I just think thing. of sis sickening sis that's a definite sister right there guys ch- listen to our Mother's Day podcast when we have Essence and Paula on here but um yeah what's the book about uh, so the the way that I got the name of the book, mm-hmm. uh, when my brother was dying from AIDS, I took him to the hospital, and the doctor comes into the room, and he goes, sir, uh, are you gay? And uh, that's uh, a pretty uh, odd question to ask, out the blue like that. Antiquated, too, but that's fine. Okay, yeah, all right. right. And my brother, smartass that he was, he says, I've been known to get wild. That's a fair response. That's a fair response. Yeah. And I thought it didn't, it wasn't a yes, it wasn't a no. Pretty much, you know, mind it, your business. I was say, it was a, <laughs> uh, right in the face. That's what it was. It was Shay back in 1992 or something around that time. That's, and that's heavy. Yeah, that's, that's very heavy. heavy. That's, that's early. And um, so when I was thinking of a title for this dating book, uh, that was the first name that came into mind. So this is a dating advice book. It's dating advice. Um, there's stuff in there from trained professional, of which I am not a trained professional. I'm not. I mean, I've dated. Well, I mean, I feel like you, I feel like you, if you don't mind me saying. What? Experience? <laughs> well, not not like that, but like you were a, you were a phone sex operator. I've done that. Yes. So yes. I feel like that's I feel like that's expertise a lot of people don't have. I've done that. So that's I mean, I in my heart you are one. <laughs> that's why I want it. That's what I truly really want to say. Experience under my belt. And you, yeah. shout out to you. Listen, I wish I could have that 
You do. You have a wide range of skills, by the way. I I do. You really have, like, a really, really wide... Because I don't like to get bored. I mean, and experience comes... Enjoyment comes out of experiences. Right, and when I get bored, I move on to the next thing. And I... I, I, that's really no, but I mean, I'm I'm like at a loss of words, but like that's really admirable because, I mean, if I will say, it, it's very hard sometimes for people to find the drive yes. to do it. Um, which leads back to having drive manifestation. Is there a certain level of drive that motivates your manifestation belief? Your dreams, your dreams is the is the the driven force behind all that and. If you're like, oh, I can't concentrate. No, it's not a matter of concentration. It's a matter of X everything else out, mm-hmm. have some quiet space, and you think about, okay, what do I want? What do I need to make me happy? Mm-hmm. And you, then you start working towards that. And it's not so much being goal-oriented. Right. Sometimes goals are just full of shit. Vision, being, board, vision boards are really yeah, obnoxious. Being motivated could be full of shit. Right. If you don't have the driving force behind it, it's just some words on an Instagram post. Yeah, that's fair. So what I've done was, um, most recently, I start. I have a, um, a gratitude mm-hmm. journal. So every night, I write down five things from the course of the day that I'm, I'm just grateful for. Mm-hmm. And it's just been so inspirational towards my my dreams. So this has been more of a gratification base instead of anxiety base where you feel like there's something missing I don't, in your life. I don't have anxiety. No, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying <laughs> in case the <laughs> listeners were wondering. <laughs> I've, I, don't, I don't have that. I don't, sure. I don't know her. <laughs> As Mariah Carey once said. I, I used to always tell people only two sets of people are allowed mm-hmm. um, to cause me anxiety. My sons and my man, if I have one. I would say, uh, but these men don't deserve it sometimes. So you either had to have come so you mean one out time. of my body or in my body. Nailed it. Stuck stuck the landing. That's, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was so funny you should say it because I was telling my friend, because I went out for my friend with my friend's birthday the other night, and at the, like literally all the dudes I kept like trying to hit on me were just the most whole tep niggas. I never want to meet on Twitter. And what? No. It, it, they were they they were just the worst. Like they were saying like, oh, I don't only fuck certain gay people. Or like it was just like very dog whistle statements. That's not cool. Right. It's terrible. And I was just like, and I and I it literally got to a point where like someone would say something shitty, I shut it down. I'm like, okay, I'm walking away now. I'm walking away. That's when you kick him to the curb. Right. And I was just telling my friend, I was like, dude, I can't, I don't know if I'm ever going to fall in love. And she's like, why? And, and it's like, dude, I can't have someone so close proximity to me that could raise my blood pressure so easily. <laughs> See, you have to know your true worth. And, and that's my deciding factor, like, when, I, when I'm interested in someone. And if I see that it's not going to go the road that I'm on, mm-hmm. 86, you, you got to go. You got to g- never gonna get it. You're never gonna, you're never gonna yeah, get it. You gotta go. Sorry. So. Sorry, not sorry. So, you apply this manifestation yes. theory to every to everything aspect of your life. Even if I'm going out with someone and I kind of like them more than just a lot, like I like them oh so much. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll think about I'll think about going on vacations with this person. I even think about going out to dinner with them. 
not writing his name, you know, a million times in a notebook. I mean, because who has time for that? No, I'm Besides not doing teenagers that. in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do kind of see the, the, the future, like, like in my head, I see the future with that person. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. When was the last time you had that feeling? If you, oh, my goodness. If you ever so want to feel comfortable. Forever, on this, on like, this ago. Not recently. Not recently. Oh. No. I mean... I would definitely have to say the last person was my partner who passed away. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was uh, definitely it. Uh, he was the one. What? I'm weeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, guys, listeners, I'm weeping right now. Because but it just goes, you know, we, we met, um, say we met January. Mm-hmm. By February, I was already moved in with him. Oh, my God. Because I knew the moment I saw him. It's, it was, you were smitten. I was yeah, and it was de- definite smitten. <laughs> Oof, she's like. But here's his remarkable part. <laughs> he was made me wait. Ago. He made me wait wow. thirty days. Wait, how did he explain that to? You? Okay, how did he explain that to you? Like he wanted to wait wait a month. So he was a he was an actor, and he was also a voiceover actor. Okay. And so we met. We talked about each other's backgrounds. And he says, oh, why don't you um, come prove my work? So I would go over to his home studio and prove his work. And then I started spending the night. And he said, yeah, he has an extra bedroom. Don't I'm be making like an ugly card face, by the way. <laughs> no, he had an extra bedroom. And, uh, and then he, I, I said, you know, it's a done deal. Let's do this. Let's, you know, oh my God. you know, slap it from the back because I like it like that. Something. <laughs> if, she, if she don't stop on this pocket. <laughs> just saying <laughs> that's hilarious it's also and amazing he he you know he like pumped the brakes he was like you know stop no that's not and how did he explain that to you uh he says he, he wanted me to be sure that this was what i wanted before we crossed that line oh wow that's very yes. mature of him i guess jeez uh, oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, the one time, by the way, one time Ryan and me, Joe Busu Poppies, gave me <laughs> act, props to a nigga. Like, no, I was like, this is a short thing. Come on, let's do this. And he was like, nope, nope. Nope. I, I, the reason why he asked you and the reason why I say that's very mature of him because I feel like a lot of dudes love to throw that big, like that yes. tip it out because of the stupid, you know, like the stupid, you know that stupid um, Steve Harvey book? Oh, they, I hate that book. Yeah, it's god awful. I don't know who it's for. Great movie, but like it's Great a god awful, yes. god awful book. And and he was like talking about oh you could, wait sixty days. No, it's like ninety days. Well, that's crazy. Like a like a full Who's season. Who's doing that? I, I don't mean, right exactly. Like what if you're interested in someone and you you're going by the rules of his book, you know, waiting ninety days, <laughs> and what if like that person gets hit by a car or something? You've missed that opportunity to have. A great experience. So ninety days, like a full season, like a cuffing a season. Full season. Like a cuffing season, like you're like just a, trying yeah, to sell like me on. Cuffings. I'm not trying to sell you on cuffing season. I'm just saying it's a thing. Girl, you pull out a full ass calendar. It me. was a calendar. <laughs> you pull a full calendar. God, she pulled a full fucking calendar of love on me. Look, it's <laughs> October. It's like tryouts. <laughs> so, I don't engage in that. I don't engage in that either. Actually, I told you how I'm dry as the Sahara Desert. So fifty one fifty, I liked a lot. I met him almost mm-hmm. two years ago, right. and it was like you know, let's do this. And I was saying that was that's, yeah. that was a relationship for a long time too. That was yeah, mm-hmm. like an on and off thing, right? You know, but then you know, it's crazy comes out, and then it sh- you shut it down, and then I shut down. You're like no, no, ma'am. I just you know don't have time for that. That's fair. Yeah, I'm at I'm at a stage. You know, I'm fifty something years old, mm-hmm. so I'm at a stage where I need to 
unlike the cuffing season. I need oh, to lock like, it down. By the way, she she gave me like the she gave me like the calm derby says not like you, but like cuffing season. <laughs> As I if I like participate in shenanigans, right? That's fair. Because I have, I have, um, I have um, an outlook on what my mate and I should be doing at this juncture. And what is what? What would I remember? I asked one of my other co my co-host, my one of my guests, Archer, um, and one of the questions was, in your head, what when you get home, what would your what would your significant other be doing? Cooking. <laughs> okay, that's fair. No. But, but I mean, that's a relatable question. Like, what would what would you what would, what would you? I mean, it has happened because that's what I had with Shango. You exactly. Know, he was the actor, so he worked when the acting gigs came. Yeah. And I was the one who worked the nine to five. Mm-hmm. So when I would come home, you know, I had to take you know my shoes off. Nope, I'm sorry, I left my shoes on and took everything else off. Those these was our rules that we had. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> That's amazing. And That's he awesome. would have dinner cooking, and he would have already ran my bath water, lavender. Oh, my God. Oh so my did, did Myra Brock Akil write your marriage? You no, know, no. <laughs> Jesus. And, and he would have my bath running, and um, and then he would tell me when dinner was ready, and we would sit oh there. We had, dinner, we had a dog. I mean, what's a perfect life? What is, oh, my God. What's what perfect? Is, Tr- like, to, truly know. not a real life by the way. But, okay. It was. I even wrote a, um, a screenplay about I, it. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, it but was, I'm just saying. It was, it was very <laughs> unique for its time mm-hmm. in my life. Right. Because it involved that whole BDSM thing. Well, right. It, it, it was creative, but also had a certain structure to it. it I will d- say. It definitely did. No, one, it was like, you know two worlds Mm -hmm. so we had a regular vanilla relationship and then we had the bdsm Mm -hmm. and so it was like mixing both of them together you don't get any better than that i mean you really don't because a lot of times what i've noticed it always backslides into one extreme or the other like there's never any room for modulation whatsoever this is true it's always like it's always either Homies looking at you like, what the hell's wrong if you need to go to church? Or homie, or other homies like, I hated people like you when I was younger, so I'm gonna yes. beat the shit out of you now. Yeah, I've heard um, you need Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that was one of them. And the other one was like, you want me to choke you? How hard? Yeah. Different actually, realms. My my friend actually heard that once too. That's <laughs> hilarious. Because he was like, just. I said choke me. <laughs> I said what I said. Mixed, mixed messages if I ever heard it. Choke me! No, we had a contract. No, but I'm saying like you forcibly having to tell somebody choke I've me ne- No, I've never had to say that to him. He knew exactly what to do. Oh, I'm not saying with him. I'm just saying in general like if you ever had yeah, to... You gotta be careful with people. Right. Like yeah, that. People just... You don't want it to be a situation where you're like two minutes before you see God. Two, two extremes. Yeah. <laughs> you want to have some boundaries. I mean, modulation is never a bad thing. Not modulation, never a bad thing. Um, wow, we're talking about a lot about love. I, I I didn't expect us to talk this much about love, but it's. I mean, you should you should always talk about it every day, every day. I yes, but I feel like there's one part of me that's saying no, like love is. Love oh my god, would love is amazing. I was thinking about my my latest venture. I was like, God. Love, love is just like so powerful. It's in everything. It could be the love you have for apple pie, mm-hmm. the love you have for I don't know, like your favorite TV show. 
You see, that's the thing. I, I recognize that love is a powerful, powerful thing that changes entire lives. That I recognize, but I... You should you should put it into everything that you do. No, I mean well, you can't I, go wrong. Well, I, I listen. Artist that fucking cries over his own paintings. Yes, I do that. Trust me. <laughs> I I get I get the passion, but like, and like having affection for another person that has been like thing I've been struggling with recently. I want to say, because you know when it gets to that point, you have to x out all the exterior stuff and then just fall in love with yourself. That's fair fall madly in love with yourself. That's, and I feel like I am. I feel yeah. like I, I'm more in love with myself than I ever have in my life. I feel, Good. I feel like the bad bitch that, and who oh makes bad God, bitch I'm moves. Oh my God, I'm loving you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've, I've said this numerous times to my coworkers at my new job now. I would tell them, yeah, I'm a bad bitch who makes bad bitch moves. I like in that. A, in a flat tone. <laughs> That's I, what you do? You know, there's, there are times when I wake up in the morning, it's like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, go to the bathroom, and I'm washing my hands. I just happen to look up into the mirror. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so fucking fine. Ooh, child. And look, I don't even know what to do with myself right now. But check this out. It's not the exterior that is so gorgeous to me. It's my inner beauty. Mm-hmm. And it comes out in the shows, and people notice this. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my kick that I'm on now is um, the act of kindness. Right. You can be kind to everybody. They may talk about you like a dog. Oof. A dog. Girl, I already told you. <laughs> but you got, you know, just kindness. You, you just don't know what people are going through. Or respect. Or, or yes. just respect. Like we said earlier, look at that. See that? Bring it back. You see that? Look at me trying to be like Oprah. Look, All right. Oh, go, go off, sis. <laughs> Listen. Okay, question. Do you watch Insecure? I watched it um, on... I watched the show on Monday because it came on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I watched it and um, uh, so, Nathan, is that his name? Mm-hmm. So we can, so what we can go into him. spoilers technically <laughs> since you've, that's weird. Can we, can we, would you like to go into spoilers about Insecure? Okay. The spoilers, I mean, what, what real spoilers? What? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. She had well, a birthday. Right, yeah. Which was nice. Yeah. Molly showed her ass all throughout the entire episode. She did. Molly, she did some stuff that... More um, than usual. I was I like, wow, Molly. She would have had to get cussed out. Oh, no. I, I would have punched her Yeah, she would have had to get cussed as out. As a person who identifies as a Molly himself in his everyday life, I would have thrown my phone at her. I don't even have anyone in my inner circle that would have done that. Okay, so let's, let's get into it. Because this is kind of what I want to jump into real quick. Um, so, in case you guys um, don't exactly know what we're talking about, but um, the season finale of... Season finale for season three of Insecure happened last aired last Sunday, and within that episode, um, Issa, 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 right? Actual person, Issa. She she has been pining after a dude for the longest, but that has ghosted her for a month. Yeah, his name is Nathan. And on this episode, he miraculously shows up at her doorstep on her birthday. And Molly decides to run interference like she is someone on the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Uh-huh. And let me just to get more detail. Um, uh, she she stops him from um, messing up as Issa's birthday. Yeah, I guess you I guess you yeah. can say messing up, but um, he he stops her in more broader sense. I guess you say that, but he stop she stops him from talking to her on her birthday. Yes. He has the flowers and everything. He has the light skin nigga apology 
in his back pocket. I felt for him. Because we don't know what, you know, why he ghosted her. It could have been many reasons. He could have okay. been hurt with okay, something. Okay, we're going to get to it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, I want to discuss. Have, have, would, how would you feel if you, if a friend ran interference like that with you? Well, my friends know better. Well, I'm uh, <laughs> hypotheticals right now. By the way, don't the hypothetical. <laughs> but seriously, how would you feel? And I don't let people get that close with it. What I do is I have compartments, mm-hmm. and so my work life, my personal, my man, if I had one, they're all, and my children, they're all separated in compartments. When I was dating Shango, uh, he stopped all that, so he met. The CEO that I've worked He's, with. He, he tore down your walls. Yeah, he tore down more all my walls. Make more ways than more ways than one. Whatever. <laughs> he even my youngest son even lived with us yeah. for a brief moment, mm-hmm. and he met my friends, which was something I never did. That's hilarious. Yeah, I never did that. So it was. And so that's why you should bring that. My my mom did the same exact thing. My yeah, dad. that's hilarious. I'm like nope. Mm-mm. And so after that whole episode with him, I said that will never happen again. It was it was weird. It, I I don't know how I don't know how I would act if my if I knew my friend did that. You'd be pissed. Would I? Yes. For you me, you have to ask yourself: Would you do that? Um, I wouldn't, because I have faith in my friends that they could defuse the situation. But I, if my friend were to intervene. I, I don't think I would be I actually don't think I would be upset about it. I don't think I would. Really? No, I really don't. I mean I will say my my friends I I think they have a good idea of what I am capable of handling and what I'm not capable of handling. And I don't think and also I don't I, I wouldn't also I'm pretty good at like weeding out people that like who Whose opinions don't align with me, and like, no, who, like, I'm never, I'm never gonna go out with you if I know you're trash and your politics okay. are all over the place. So, like, I, if my friends were to interview on a situation, I know it was for the right reason. So, I don't think I would feel bad about it, but for this situation, I just think that Issa was, should have handled it. She's been doing so much with this man, like, I mean. Nah, my, my peeps won't do that. <laughs> okay, but why? Why, why, why would, why would I? One, they know that I can handle the situation. Right. Uh, and two, they know that I have boundaries. Definitely do not go there. Three, um, they know that I would seriously go into Rocka Jormo. Oh. Yeah. Not Rocka Jormo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So I keep my, my circles very close and tight knit mm-hmm. and um, it's pretty solid so people just don't cross those lines right and I will say that I will say that you just reminded me that's another reason like my friends are pretty good like hanging out in the back but like also they give us me stink eye they give me yeah. stink eye from across you the definitely room definitely need one yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh if oh if they knew if they knew some shit went down oh them bitches they could either they, they're they're good for punching a bitch in the face and also falling yeah. back giving you stink eye yeah yeah you need that and I, I call it I call it the commission. Oh yes. Yeah, the commission is strong. Oh yeah, CWA, yeah. CWA, oh, yeah. my oh, gu- yeah. my fellow guest co-host in this podcast, this very podcast. Oh yes. Commission is a real thing. <laughs> it's funny you should say that on my friend's 
my friend's birthday, which is on New Year's. We went out on New Year's Eve um, from last year. And we were, we, the, very, the very first bar, by the way, of that night we went out to, um, she's, she's with her boyfriend, and I'm with her best friend, who I'm also friends with, and, but I don't really know them that well. Okay. Um, she, we were leaving, and then, like, some chick was, like, grinding up on her man, like, being hella inappropriate, like, like, full-on pink slip, you're running a foul on, foul on the nope. fucking court. <laughs> nope. Like, full-on. And literally, it took, like, nothing for me and her best friend. And, again, we don't really know each other like that. We were about to, like, run up on that bitch. Yeah, yeah. That is not pretty. And that bitch trying to play it off, like, (laughs) we don't have eyes. Like, really, bitch? Like, it's like, I was just joking. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, oh, my God, I'll be joking, too, when this chick punches you in the face. Now, have you ever fought over somebody? I've... I have in my high school years. I have. Oh yes, I have. Really? Yeah, I was so close to getting my face slashed. Wow, up. this is. I can't say I've ever fought over a boy. Well, or a man. Or a man, right? Yeah. I was gonna say I've ever. I fought over a boy. I never fought for a bitch over a man. Really? No, because well, when I was younger, I. I have, again, low, lower self-esteem than I do now, and I was just like, no one else is gonna love me. Oh, stop it. Listen, I did not say I was being rational. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what happened. I mean, you're Ryan. You're fabulous. You're, Listen, Ryan, you of, all that. Ryan of high school years don't know this. He didn't know. I was a, that was going to go into the bad bitch I am now. He didn't know that. <laughs> How much of a bad bitch? <laughs> Insurmountable. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. No, but um, in high school, I there's this one dude that was putting, basically putting his dick in every boy that's in my high school by the way which is hilarious but um I remember like oh and by the way like to kick off this conversation I did not like this person at all to be just like on the service level we wouldn't there was no possibility of us ever being friends okay. or even knowing him like that but um I think but it came out it slowly came out like at the high school about why this person hated me and it was because of him and it's like wow this person was really about to slice my face open with a blade over a boy without and things like that have reached a level nowadays where now they bring guns to school yeah so it's not so much the danger of a, a blade and now, you're right and now parents have to worry about you, now parents are grateful they're like oh you only got pistol whipped at school that's great <laughs> The only fight I ever had was with my evil cousin. Okay, but like, it sounds like she's evil. Yeah, she was very evil. But very evil. <laughs> it seemed like I, it was I know, a long I'm way I'm always coming. talking about rocking a jaw. I mean, I would rock a jaw if I have to. Yeah, and you beat a bitch over the head with a loafer. I feel you. Okay, I would too. You know, if I have to, but she's going to, she or he, is going to have to hit me first. Those That's the rule. Standards. Because when I do hit you, you're going to feel it. You're going to fall. I'm just saying. You're gonna fall. I've trained with uh, Mayweather and Holyfield. I'm 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 not even vaguely surprised. So it can get very <laughs> lethal. Believable, right. So my evil cousin, she told me not to come into the kitchen. Okay. And I said, well, <laughs> you know, I said, you know, I pay the mortgage just like you do. Ooh, Billy Badass over yeah. here. I wish you would try me. And she said, don't come into this kitchen. So it's like, Ooh, well, I'm going to go into the that's kitchen. That's an invitation, sis. What's, what's up? <laughs> well, she proceeded to throw a whole picture of grape Kool-Aid in my face. Oof, girl. Yeah. 
And I didn't react in the best way. So I pushed her all the way into the kitchen and tried to jam her head into the microwave oven. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like full on it was impulse. It was that. Well, I mean, how are you supposed to act when someone's doing a pitch of Kool Aid? I mean, it was and it was good Kool Aid too. And I was gonna say, like, hello. Yeah, you can't do that, ma'am. Clean it up, Catherine. And my brother, he had just joined. Um, he had just entered into the uh, Marines, and he trained me. I'm sorry, like, why that made me look, laugh? For a whole <laughs> the, for a whole day, we were in the backyard. He showed me how to throw punches, and he says she's going to start with you when I leave, and I won't be able to so, protect you. So your your brother's a fortune teller. That's great. Yes, like Raven Simone. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I said she's not going to bother me. He goes, yeah, just wait for it. Yeah, he saw the picture of Kool Aid coming. And it happened. <laughs> so look, after that whole Kool-Aid thing, she never physically came at me again. Well, I mean, she don't want the smoke. She said I was crazy. Okay. That's and cool. And it never happened again. Well, she doesn't want the smoke. She does not want the smoke. <laughs> Listen, bitch. But sometimes I'm saying what you have to do is you have to show people you're crazy every now and, mm-hmm. and then. So that you have to ease up on the hoe in the kitchen. Like, yeah. So you, what, what, you, what you won't be doing today, I'm going to let you know what time it is, bitch. Okay. Listen. But, um, Monica, I would love to thank you for thank you. coming on to the podcast and talking about manifestation. Yes. Theories with me. Something I will have to deep dive into. I feel you like, should. I feel like with a lot of my guests, they make me, make, when we were done with it, I always have to unpack shit. Like, recently on my, one of my other episodes with my friend Destiny from high school, she was, like, talking about astrology and effects and that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's great. Now I have to unpack shit. Thank you so much. And I get off my show. <laughs> and I, I, have, I actually too. listen to Manifestation um like meditation at nighttime before I go to bed. I've actually read a book on it. Um, you know who's a big believer in that? Um, Jim Carrey. Um, no. Um, you know the director. Um, fuck. Why am I saying his name? Um, the director for Twin Peaks. Uh, Twin Peaks. Isn't that before your time? I still watched it. <laughs> I still watched it. Um, what's what's his face? Um, who's the director for? Sorry, guys. Give me two seconds. I'm gonna. F- David Lynch. Oh, he's major. Yeah, he yeah. he believes in manifestation too. He wrote I didn't know that. It. Yeah, and he he like super into it too. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a thing. Okay, so thank you for letting me unpack this. <laughs> but um, you know what time? What also time it is? What is the time for? Some love topics from Reddit. You want to get into hey, it? Hey, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> First question, y'all. Monica, you ready, sis? I is ready. Let's do it. <laughs> is this guy I'm seeming coming off as gay and a little aggressive, or am I just overreacting? Probably overreacting, but let's get into the question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, a 20-year-old female, been seeing a guy who's also 20 years old for about four months now. Everything's great. We're doing lots of fun stuff together, and we have both have high amounts of energy. Compatible. Compatible, sorry, not compatible. They're not punching each other over Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, last night made me feel com- comfortable. So majority of the time we hang out, his friend, will call him Marty, hangs out with us, normally just the three of us. I think we hung out that trifecta more than it's been one-on-one with him and I, which is fine. I like Marty. We get along great, but it's very touchy with each other, like overly touchy. I've noticed every other time we hung out but not to this extent 
I just thought they had a pure loving relationship. Um, so I go over to Marty's last night to see this guy because he's essentially lives there. As soon as I got there and walk into the room, I said hi, and then they started wrestling. He likes jujitsu, and Marty is a slim, not involved in martial arts kind of guy. So, so it's usually we're called him Harry just to get on top of him and overpower him by laughing. I'm just sitting on the bed watching. It went on for a good 20 minutes. He starts to wrestle with me now. Marty leaves the room in a hurry. Um, what I thought was almost jealousy. He sat outside his room at a table. Let's hash it out. He finally came in and yelled at us that his aunt was trying to sleep and we needed to get over to our friend's house, Dro. We get over to Dro's to smoke. Dro from Insecure, by the way. He's so funny. Oh, he is. No. Uh, not so much. Dro. Why does no one else? corny. He's corny. I mean, he is corny, but, like, he's attractive. No, he's not. He's just tall. I feel like everybody on <laughs> earth doesn't find him attractive but me. Is that true? No, he, I don't, I'm not. He's not my type. I guess. He's so. He's too corny. In real life and in the character. Yes, Because I follow him on Instagram. He's very corny. Did you he, hear about I told that? you so. You heard about that scandal that Wait, happened with Wait, he got Tash? the girl on yeah. the show pregnant? When, yeah. when he was with his girlfriend. Yeah. She mm, tried to go out I mean? to Lawrence. See what I mean? She tried to go out to Lawrence, too. In real life. And he rejected her. Jay Ellis is a gentleman. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that. So I don't trust. I don't believe it. I, I fully believe it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Jay got it going on. And he just might. But Look, you know He could why. be my next Idris. Okay. I don't believe you, but that's fine. That's fine. I feel that. I don't see it. Very strong in manifestation granted I, I will say I'm still I still have um, I'm still blinded from the genuine concert I went to on Friday the fucked up my perception of men going forward why because it was so good really oh let's get, we'll get into this later okay. but that concert woo child, the vapors it was smart. control yourself oh my god we're gonna get into this later um <clears throat> We get to Joe's to smoke. I, I'm sitting on a chair, and these two are sitting on the floor. They, they, the constantly, no, this bitch just can't write. I, I was like, I know I'm not tripping out. <laughs> they constantly were interlocked with each other throughout the night. We were there for two hours. It was hand playing to holding, then arms interlocking, then their hands on each other's legs, playing with them. Then I'm thinking, oh, it makes sense. Then Harry started getting strange. She started playing with the torch and trying to burn everything around him. Sounds like a great boyfriend to have. Uh, <laughs> a water bottle, himself, other people, whatever, right? Then he talked about how he wanted the blowtorch and light everything on fire. We started to play video games. He was pissed when everybody beat him. He started to put his fingers on Marty's back and continue, and continue to press hard. Continue, not contained. Continue to press harder. Sorry, guys. And start to dig into his muscle. Marty let out a cry. Harry stopped and said, oh, good. Oh, God, I didn't even mean to do that. Am I a psycho? Um, yes, but it will be in time. Then proceeded to give me an alarming concern. Look, then in the tight little space we had, Marty go, goes at it again, wrestling in front of everybody, knocking over things around them. I barely got a word in. Joe and I started to look at each other confusingly, like we knew there was something a little more going on. So, from this little context, does it, make, does it sound odd, a good friendship, or seeming a little too touchy? 
Any similar experiences? General question being, been seeing a guy, been getting gay vibes from him and his best friend overly touchy. Seems flirty. Monica, what do you say about these 20-year-old idiots? <laughs> you don't have to be 20-year-old something to have an experience like that. That has happened to me. There was a guy I was going out with. His name was Mr. Bond. Yeah, his real name. Oh, I was going to say, I'm well, not making this true. up. Wait, I wish wait I, to bring him back to I wish I was making this up. <laughs> uh, so every time he would, we would go out on a date, he would always bring me something. I would right. say, okay. So there were times when I would call him. He goes, I'm at the gym with my friend. I'm having dinner with my friend. He always labeled him as my friend. I never knew this friend's name. Okay. Okay, that's weird. That's incredible. They're very weird, right? right. For, especially for a guy. Just tell me his name, nigga. Nope, that did not happen. So, I mean, this guy, we were planning on going to vacation in St. Martin. And maybe three days before the trip, I couldn't go mm-hmm. because of work duties. And he says, oh, that's okay. I'm going to go with my friend. So then he was sending me text messages while he was away in mm-hmm. St. Martin. But I'm and, giving him the Wendy Williams suspicious squint. Yeah, it's just messy. And uh, there was a hurricane going on, a storm. Yikes. And he says, oh, we're loving it. We're having fun. We're, we're going to stay another week. So then finally an acquaintance, she told me, she says, why don't you just come out and ask him? Uh, that is it. That's, that's an approach. Okay. Which I did. Once I had a drink or two. What's the answer? (laughs) Well, the first thing I said was, you know, I'm not going to be your beard. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's the entrance. Anyways. I mean, I had to, and he just laughed it off. Normally, like, when you you come at a a straight guy like that, they're going to be very defensive. Right. I didn't get any of that. So I think the best approach is to just come out and say it. Well... Hmm. I guess. I guess. But yes. Like, why are you questioning your own boyfriend's sexuality? You don't have to question it. You just need some clear answers. I guess. But it's not for you to question. But it's a matter of safety. So if he's involved with this right. guy uh-huh. and he's having unprotected sex, so whatever's going down with them, he's now bringing it back to her. Right. Which is how the virus gets spread. Yep. Mm-hmm. As the woman who was on the Clinton HIV, Black HIV Prevention Unit. Oh, yes. He said unit. Yeah. You just created a committee. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, God. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, I guess so. But And it happens so often. Right. And, oh. I, and I need to remind myself that I am not like everybody else where I'm understanding and considerate of people's feelings and just people are just dull to that. So I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, like, is there a better, like, more subtle way to ask them? There but is like, no subtle way. But people aren't, don't take, don't pick up on subtlety in any way, shape, or form. So it's kind of like, you, maybe you do have to say that. There was a guy, and he said... Um, well, are you fucking Tyrone from down the block? Yeah, uh-huh, from Tyrone. Let me, let me tell you. <laughs> there was this guy with dating, and he said, if I was messing around with someone else, that's none of your business. I said, oh, huh, I beg to differ. It's all of my business. You greasy nigga. Like, what are you talking I've about? Heard it. I've what? heard it all. Oh, my God. That's why I check. I will check a dude in a minute. I mean, well, if they're out in these streets with these fucking, fucking ethics, I mean, yes. That's, that's why you, you, know, you got to be careful out a there. hot mess. I mean, the, and this it's is... It's a jungle. And this is why I'm the Sahara Desert dry. 
It's okay. Try. It's okay. Fall in love with you. I am in love with me. I'm the, I'm the shit. I'm the bomb. No, that's a lot. I know you are. But um, no, I am in love with myself. I just I'm just trying. I'm having a hard time finding someone nope. that can handle. No, it's not. It's this. not a matter of you finding someone. You just sit back in the cut and you wait for it to happen. It's gonna happen. But shouldn't you be proactive in a relationship? Be proactive on some other day. Ah, Jesus! No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Oh no, she didn't. No, you didn't. You did not just say that to me. I did. Wow. Stop, you know, everyone's always searching. You got the tenders and the, the grinders and you got... You got the tenders. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, please continue. With the you have all this stuff going on and everyone's searching, searching for love. and Everybody's there. So we've be- become to live in a microwavable society. Mm-hmm. So say, you know, say Tyrone meets From Sue. From down the block. Yeah. So Tyrone, he meets Sue. And they hit it off. They... they do their thing mm-hmm. one night, and he, he tosses us to the side. He goes back onto the tenders and the grinders. Now he's he's hanging it out with Jack. People have become he disposable. Found Jack from Jack. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, people have become disposable. I mean, and that's just people just not having respect for the dating experience. Would, it's not even dating. That? It's like going into a Walmart. Well, exactly. They're not having like respect. For the dating experience, where it's I'm like, let me pick this one off a shelf. Okay, six foot two, chocolate, hazel eyes, and muscles. And you want, and you want to know what these people may? These people are extra worsty because they make people like me seem like I'm crazy and overly You're romantic, not crazy. right? Well, exactly. They make it seem like I'm crazy and over romantic for holding that wrong standard. With being romantic, right? Exactly. There's nothing wrong with being. Uh, overly romantic there is a certain level but, but there is something wrong with using people like that right absolutely Without something's wrong with them yeah they need to I'm like go yeah no oh, yeah Just stay right there where I can see you stay so right many there of my friends you. have told me it says Monica you you sort of go date like a guy and I said how is that that's that's very specific please <laughs> <laughs> It was like if a guy just, you know, if there are certain things that he has not met up to par with you, you just kick him to the curb and you never speak to him again. Well, I said, don't everybody do that? No, actually. I said, no, most women no. will chase and run after Oh, a girl, let me tell you, the the the, the leaps of logic, I, I, let's take the woman part of it, the leaps of logic people in general will do, it's kind of baffling. I'm not with that. I mean, but then, but then, okay, so we're having this conversation right now about not having certain compromises for people, but then, um, but then I will go home and, like, I will have a 30-minute talk with my aunt and uncle about how they're still been together for X amount of years, and, and it was all because they kept their options open. So, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is at this we, point. We don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the We're all in this game just like everybody else. I'm tired of that. I, I feel like I, I feel like I put my best foot forward with niggas. So why the fuck can't you they? You do. Why can't they? I do the same thing. I put my all into it. I think what I'm trying to say. I think what I'm trying to say on this podcast and what, what I'm saying really, for the past year is some change. Niggas suck. <laughs> you know you can't have that outlook. I know, but god damn, do they let what you know? Do you think what's gonna happen? One day, someone's gonna walk up to you, and that person's gonna end up being the absolute love of your life. 
And look, and okay. at that time, okay. you are not going to even be looking for it. It's just going to happen. I feel like that did happen recently, but that's a story for the other day. And it kind of has me shook to my core. And what happened? Uh, I, what happened, well, I don't know why I'm like hemming and hawing on this. What happened <laughs> was I basically shut it down and I was just like, I have the same amount of affection you have for me. I just can't guarantee my, like at the point I'm at right now, I can't guarantee myself 100% to you. And if if I can't do that for you, that's uh, that's disrespectful to you and your time. And I'm not gonna hold you up like that. And um, to be continued. To be continued. So. That's why I'm just kind of shook. I'm kind of shook. I will say. You guys shake it off. Dusty. Ah, <laughs> next question. <Yes. laughs> I'm over. I'm over. Like, <laughs> next question. Um, I tried breaking up with my boyfriend in person yesterday, and he turned on me. I still haven't left him. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> the person who's writing this is a 30-year-old woman, and the, her boyfriend is also 33. He's what? 33. Okay. Um, it sounded like a 23-year-old wrote this, but no, it was a 33-year-old. Hmm. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of in shock right now. I decided yesterday to end my nine-month relationship. We have been arguing constantly recently, and it's been turning toxic. It had got to a point where my boyfriend said my his mom was, has overheard our arguments, and he and he says she thinks I treat him like shit. Parentheses, I'm not sure if this is entirely true as his mom has always been absolutely lovely to me. Regardless, I was so mortified to hear that I'm embarrassed and shamed. So I said that it's a prime example of why we shouldn't be together. He said it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks and he wanted to work through things. In my mind, through things has gone too far and we need to split. I told him in person yesterday when I was at his house that we needed to break up that the arguing was too much and it wasn't good for either one of us. I brought his belongings that he left at mine and I tried to be as nice as possible. He turned on me and said, no way, you're not doing this to me, you fucking idiot. I'm not editorializing this. This is actually what she said. Um, How dare you come around here with the intentions of breaking up? Are you mental? Are you sick in the head? He called me the most disgusting names. I said I needed to leave, um, and I was sorry, but he locked the front door and wouldn't let me go. It was only us two in the house at the time. By the way, you're a fool for bringing up with someone not in the public. Oh, that's a no-go. Isn't that rule number one? Or am I crazy? And that's already, so far, that's verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. And to allow someone to talk to you like that, she should have delete and block and moved on. Oh, yes. I said I needed to leave and I was sorry but locked the front door and wouldn't let me go. It was only us two in the house at the time. I begged for him to let me leave and he wouldn't. Instead he started to interrogate me about the reasons I wanted to leave. Kept wanting to know if I met someone else and I was leaving him for another guy. I couldn't get to my cell phone. I was in my purse out of reach so I couldn't call anyone for help. Then he changed tactic, tactics and said that we worked things out. Backtracked on the thing he said about his mom. Said he loved me and didn't want to break up in order to keep myself safe. I kept him sweet and I agreed to stay together. He had calmed down right 
then and I felt relieved. Long story short, I'm still with him. He said he wants to come see me later and make things up to me. He said he will buy us takeout and we will have a nice evening together. I don't know why he is so intent on wanting to stay in such an awful relationship. He tells me I'm a complete pain in my ass, all, pain in his ass all of the time and how he's had enough of me and why the hell he won't be, why the hell he won't just let me go. General question being, try to break up with my boyfriend, but he has turned nasty. Let me go. Mm. See, now she's putting all the power on him. Yep. No, you just step. It ain't that hard. For people like us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because this is the story is all this time of people taking someone back because they're afraid of what their reaction is. Oh, no. yes. No, that's bad. I've heard that story a lot. I was living with Shango, and we decided to part ways. And I packed up my stuff. I'm like, I'm leaving. I go get on the subway, and he said, you going to be okay? I'm going to be fine. I get on the subway and realized I had nowhere to go. So I called him. I said, can I come back home? I remember that day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, come on, Blanche, because that's what you call me, Blanche. That's hilarious. Come on, Blanche, come back home. And then that's when we had this, we were cohabitating, but we were not together. We slept in the same bed every night. And he went on dates with other people. I went on other dates. And then never got like a weird, like, gray, jealous area? Nope. Mm-mm. No. Where is this man in real life? <laughs> or actually, uh, uh, they don't exist anymore. Right, they, don't. they don't. No. That's what I'm saying. My time As with was. him was very unique for its time. Uh, now I'm in a different For its time, headspace. too. That's unique for, like, literally <laughs> in the history of time. I'm just in a different headspace now where my partner now needs to just understand this is going to be you and me for the remainder of this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Someone who's just ready to settle down and do grown-up things. You know, not see you every now and then. I don't do hookups. You're, you're speaking my language right now. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I'm looking for. But no one... See, but the thing is that I'm not out looking for. I'm not on any right. dating apps. I'm, I don't mm-hmm. do that. I, I'm just right. kind of fallen in love with Monica. God damn it. It's a good place to be. It is a good place. And I, I know I'm having a hawing a lot. Like it was you like are. it's not, but it is. It is definitely. It's not a bad thing. It's not. But I can't help like, It's like, you know, just recently I went to Mexico by myself. Mm-hmm. Very romantic. I see couples all over the place. Did I feel any kind of way? Not really. See, but I don't... It's not even so much like the visual of me seeing someone making me jealous. Like, oh my God, I want to be in really shit. But it's like, I want like an affection from somebody that... Like, it's going to happen. Like a level... <laughs> don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Just... Okay. It's going to okay. happen. Manifest. Got it. Yes. Hurts us. See, there you go. Okay, fair enough. But on this question specifically, um, what, what are your opinions on it? About this chick here? Yes, the chick here. She needs to make an exit stage love. Yeah, she needs to change her locks. Now, wait, does he live with her? No, they live in separate places. 
Oh, please. Change locks. She's doing the most. She's doing a lot. But, like, she was locked in this house for... She should have never let that happen. Yeah. Um... And then she should always... You should always... And I referenced this in my book. Always have three people that know exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. So that when... If you don't answer, and if um, they can't reach you, they know who to call to come and get you right. and find you. That's fair. But less on the victim blaming. Victim blaming. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, I am more cognizant of my vocabulary and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. That uh, just couldn't have happened in my world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm... No, um, that makes no sense. Like, we were just discussing off mic how I I think it's sort of pathetic how people, like, change their work schedules or whatever yes. around for the person in relationship with. And I've seen, not even just that, that one example we discussed, we have seen multiple examples of it. Like, at my new job now, this one person did that, and I was just like... And, of course, the person I just absolutely do not like, and I'm like, of course you would, because... But it's weird. It's weird. Unless you're my husband, there's no need for me to change any schedule. Well, exactly. And it's just like, I, I, I wonder how I would feel as a person if I'm making drastic changes for another person. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how I would. It was like 5150. His schedule was off the chain. Mine's is, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then we found there was one day that we could have actually spent together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, more than sure, that one day, he's doing, like, you know, laundry, running errands, doing what he got to do. So he got to a point where I didn't even get to see him. Mm-hmm. So I had to move it to the side. Right, and it was... And you you move sure. out the way and then allow the man that I'm meant to be to come along. Well, right, and you, I'm pretty sure you never had, like, the voice in your head to be like, oh, my God, I've never seen him. <gasps> what the fuck do I care? Right, like, like I, I, I would never think that. I would never... I can never see myself feasibly, like, making drastic changes in my life just over the amount of time I see my significant other. Like, yeah. I, can never, I can never see myself doing That's that. That's pretty drastic. It's drastic, right? Isn't it? I felt, and I felt like such an asshole thinking this. But what you have to understand is that there are people, and I used to suffer from this, who suffer from codependency. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was much younger. I was in my 20s. Right. And I felt as if I was having, you know, anxiety attacks, like I couldn't live without him. Uh, if I didn't see him, um, he was going to school in Rhode Island. I was in New York, and I would get on that train, the Amtrak, four hours just to go spend a few Whoa, hours with him. Four hours, yikes! <laughs> because I just had to be like I couldn't go another week without seeing him. Mm-hmm. So far different from the Monica you see. Right, and now you're looking upon it, you're like, what the fuck? Like, what was I thinking? Like, those four hours could have gone to sleep. Pitiful girl. Right, I mean, I mean, listen, I, like like I told you on this very podcast, I look back on a dude who actually entertained the notion of someone slicing his face over open Mm -hmm. over a man. It's like, it's not, never. Nope. Literally never worked. Well, you you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, what would I tell the younger me? Mm Mm-hmm. Girl, there are too many men out there for you to be stressing over this one. Yeah, even even when we tell each other, they they still let you down. God damn, they still do. And my aunt used to tell me, she said, only you will know when it's time to kick up to the curb. That's fair. That's fair. Like, I could tell you a million and one times, he ain't no damn good. Mm -hmm. And I knew he wasn't no good, but Mm -hmm. I just had to be with him. 
So now, you know, an older Monica, hopefully a more wiser Monica. No, you're definitely wise. You think so? There's no, there's, there, there's no argument. No, Someday. no, I, I actually, actually, I won't be entertaining this, this argument because it's a straw man because it doesn't exist. You are a wise woman. But you think so? No. This is not some bad faith commentary no, but, on my part. But, you know, I'm, I'm, st- I'm just trying to figure it all out, just like everybody else. And uh, you know what? That's they're not mutually exclusive. They're not mutually exclusive. They can go in the same sentence. True. That's fair. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Shit. Uh. I was gonna say something along those lines. Um. I think. Oh yes. So I, I've said it numerous times, and everybody's astonished that I feel this way. But um. I've. That, that's kind of colored my view on a lot of things in relationships, such as if, like, let's say how I would react to if I found out someone I'm dating is cheating on me. Ugh. I, I, I don't think I would care as much. Really? Yeah, I don't think I would. And my reasoning is is that I've come to a place in my life where I'm not going to fight over somebody for you to stay. Like, I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to cry to you. I'm not going to do the whole Keisha Cole dancing in the rain erratically <laughs> for you to come back. I'm not, I'm not going to do that for you. If you truly feel like, and I said this 8 million times on this podcast, and stop saying one thing. But if you truly feel like you are, you this this person you're cheating on me with is the is that person that you you relate to more, that you, you love being around more, you love, like, more... Thing, what you're getting out of me, that's fine. You can go where you want to. I'm not going to sit here and fight with you for you to stay. I'm secure in myself to know that if, if when I know that you're sleeping with someone else, whether or not you tell me or not, yeah, I'm going to look at you sideways for not telling me because you should, like, you should be open yes. enough for me, but... I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, also. I'm not gonna feel like. Oh my God! What is the person on top of me? Like, oh, I should punish you. Like, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> well, it's like in Insecure mm-hmm. with Issa. She cheated on dude, and now they're sort of kind of friendly, mm-hmm. and they're in a good space just as friends. Right. And it it ha- it can happen. It has happened where you know you was with this person. You're always building something together. Mm-hmm. And then this horrible thing happened. And it's never going to get to where it used to be. But that's the thing. I, I think it's a little different because, like, I'm, I think I'm okay with being in a relationship with someone that's cheating on me. I think I'm fine with that. I don't think it's out for myself. I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's, as, it's as reprehensible as an act than to think a lot of people think it like I, I like you know how a lot of people say like oh you cheated on me it's just disrespecting me I don't see it as that my whole outlook on cheating is I'd rather deal with the truth mm-hmm. than a soap opera lie any day right that's fair. because because I have watched too many episodes of Law and Order and CSI. Yes, please tell me about these, doc- these documentaries about and get Lauren away Order. with it. <laughs> please tell me these documentaries called call Lauren or Lauren Order. And what was the other one? CSI. Okay, CSI the documentary. Yes, please tell me more. About it. <laughs> Way too many. That's hilarious. But no, I, I, I. Especially if you're in a space where you're building lives together, and you have, you know, you have a life. You're, you know, you're paying, you know. Mortgages. Mm-hmm. You got a dog. You 
There is a lot on the Yeah. There's a lot if someone is cheating. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, a matter of, you know, you know, just push it under the carpet. But it's a matter of, oh, you want to do that. There are consequences. I'm not going to hit you, but you got to go. Right. But how much of a consequence is me blowing up on you and kicking you out of the relationship? Is that really... I would say. It's only going to be temporary. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I think for me, I think what I'm coming to grips with is, I think it might be more fruitful for a person like me to not, or at least that's how I'm viewing cheating in general. Like, I don't think it's that serious. And I'm not even saying this for myself, where, like, I get to go cheat on whoever the fuck I want to, and this, that, that, <laughs> I'm not doing that, obviously, but, like, and I ne- would never want to do that with my significant other, but I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. Yeah, I found out Shango was cheating with me with some, I don't know, Mrs. Garrett type of woman, right? Mrs. Garrett type yeah, of woman. Yeah, I swear to Poor you. Poor woman, okay. I swear to you. And so I knew what was going to happen, so I set up the whole scene. He thought I was had le- already left from the house, but I was there. Mm-hmm. He brought her into the house, this Mrs. Garrett woman. And I popped out like, you know, I was doing uh, some sort of trick. And I said, oh, who are you? This is what I said Oof. to her. Speaking of soap opera. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she was trying to explain herself, and it wasn't going very well for her. I got your number, hussy. <laughs> Did you pull out? I did not. I was very respectable about the whole thing. <laughs> and then he entered the room uh, behind her. Mm-hmm. And he had a look of, wow, I really cannot believe this. And so then she tells me who she is. Somehow, my shoe releases itself from off my foot. It was, yeah. Guys, I'm about to walk up the studio (laughs) as Monica tries to explain this to me. Please continue. They were Steve Madden's. Really cute shoes. Girl, don't try to cover up the (laughs) truth. (laughs) I don't even know how the shoe got off my foot. Yeah, because gravity works like that. Okay. And it was in my hand. Mind you, I really have, honestly, I have no idea. Are you telling me you blacked out and beat a bitch over the head Maybe with a Maybe I did black out. You, you probably blacked out and you Maybe beat I a did. bitch over the head with a heel. So, I have the shoe in my hand. I'm going after her. I'm sorry. I'm Our sorry. dog, yes. which is a 150-pound bull mastiff, yeah. got out the cage, and now the dog is chasing after her. Towards the backyard. By the way, this is the definition of I got your number, hussy. This is a very true story. I wish this would have been videotaped. And somehow, Shango catches up to me, picks me up, carries me upstairs. And I'm just going off on him. Mm -hmm. And what makes me even more upset is that I lost control of the situation. Right. And that I was not happy about. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, moment when yeah. you have to devolve to that. And like, Monica, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. You lost your cool. That's your damn mind from this <laughs> chick that don't even matter. It you don't did not even matter. She don't matter. Not at all. But I didn't see it that way. I saw you know she she came into our house. That we share with our dog. Yeah, you you are don't don't hurt yourself, Beyonce. <laughs> or you know, it's a straight-up uh, elevator scene. Yo, I was about to really hurt her. 
you blacked out. I'm, I think, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm more than sure I blacked I'm, out. You, you blacked out. You probably, you got to swing in. Yeah, I'm almost certain. My professional was, I think he was scared more than she was. Because by this time, the dog was Well, I mean, well, you're, you're Billy Badass over here having <laughs> dog chased after you. He's stepping onto people's relationships. I would like to think you got some balls. Yeah, it was a bad scene. That's hilarious. I'm sorry. I'm st- it must have been very traumatic, but that's also incredibly hilarious. And the bad, here's the bad part. So I spoke to my attorney afterwards. Attorneys got involved. Yes. Please continue, Cardi B. My, no, my attorney, <laughs> no. My attorney, her name is, um, her name is Lori. Yes. But I call her L Boogie. Um, by the way, please, if, you, if please do not violate any attorney and client privilege information on this podcast i cannot handle them with legal fees i can't do it i simply can't do it her whole thing was did you record any of it mm-hmm. and i said I, I think maybe i got on the um tape recorder you know the one that's automatic right maybe i got about five minutes she says that's a show right there ma'am can we <laughs> not talk about tv production at this very moment just any answers and not this. Because that wasn't the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Did you hurt anybody? No, I did not hurt anybody. But I, I, in that split moment, you know, after he picked me up, I caught myself and I checked myself. And I said, you know what? I am too good for any of this. Mm-hmm. And I walked out and left. And he and I did not speak for months. That would do it to you. Because I, I just lost that, completely lost it. Mm-hmm. And I don't like for anyone to put me in that position where I lose control of the situation, lose control of what I'm doing. Definitely don't want to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. And I said, let me just remove myself from all this. Right. That's, and I did. Well, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> very, well, h- hilarious, but like, thank you for sharing it that tender story. It was very hilarious. Tender story. Well, I mean, you know, you you just said you just told me how you were Cardi B back in the day on the street. I so. did not say I was Cardi B. No, back but I feel like your words said it, not you. It was bad. I mean, you know, it's, it's, life gets like that sometimes. But, and this half I had on flip flops in March in New York City. Like, where? Listen, you 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 call her Mrs. Garrett type of woman. I mean, I wasn't expecting <laughs> logic. <laughs> like, and when I called her Mrs. Garrett, he said, "Be nice." I'll call her what the fuck I want to. That raggedy hole over there. How about that? It was a rock and joy moment. I mean, you shook a jive, you know. Same, same, but different. <laughs> <laughs> and all because he was cheating with her. All because of that. That's it. See, I can't say I will ever do that. Or have I ever. I hope you don't have to. Well, I, I, I see, that's the thing. I, don't, I, I really don't see myself... Now I'll ask a guy and say, oh, are you, are you messing with anyone? And he'll be like, and I already know the answer to my questions. I was going to say that. I know what the answer is. I, I want to know what your <laughs> picture is going to say. That's what I'm asking for. I know the answer. <laughs> and you just sit back and wait in the cut. Mm-hmm. And you wait for that answer to come. If he's, you know, a pretty decent guy, he's going to give you the truth. If not, I already have the answer, and I got all the receipts. So come on. What you got? Okay, well, I would like to take the space to say thank you, Monica, Miss Monica you. Madison, for coming on to Weekend Flex and dropping some gems on uh-huh. me and the listeners. You did. Oh, yes. Just a little bit. No. Monica! 
You were did you black out when you told this story? Because nope. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> nope. But thank you so much for coming in. I've thank always wanted to have you on. Me. Oh my god, it was this is meant to be. You are the best.com. <laughs> I can't take all of this all of these compliments is such a short span of time. You always get compliments from Do me. I really well from you, yes. yes, but And it comes from a good place. I know it does. You deserve it. Thank you. You do too. Think you, more of yourself. I do think of more of myself. I just modulation don't forget to fall in love with you listen again i am the beyonce alpha and omega of this bitch no i'm sorry no. that's what i'm saying <laughs> but yeah no really thank you so much for coming thank on, you for this is a fantastic fantastic discussion about manifestation thank and what you. it could do for every aspect of your life of way. course from the moment you wake up boom there you go you still do the sayings on the um the reports at the end of the yes, day? Yes, I do. I do the quotes at the end. Can you give the, me and the listeners a quote? Can you? A quote. If you, yeah, <laughs> if you can't, that's fine. I can always give a quote. What can I say? Um, one of my favorite quotes. Oh, um, smile from the inside out and show the world what you're all about. That's really good. <laughs> Not terrible. I actually like that a lot. I might, I might write that down. That's a little snazzy little quote. I'm so not mad at it. Well, um, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna close out weekend flex for mm-hmm. the first. No, whoa. Wow. Sec- first weekend of October. Wow. It's October. Do you understand? Does, I know. How insane is this? It's October. October 3rd. Like, truly, September was mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. It was another extra month of summer. And now we're in October. And before you know it, it's going to be Thanksgiving. Christmas. New and Year's the Eve. cuffing season is in full. Okay. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, moving right along. Got to keep this show on the program. Um, <laughs> bullshit. Um, Watch. People going to be Googling. Well, I mean, coffee season has been, like, around since forever. It's been around for a while. It's been around, yeah, since I was actually, I want to say in grade school. But they need to move away from it. Uh, no, I've been waiting for that thing to die down eventually. Clearly it has it. It's literally a whole fucking calendar on it, but, you know. I know. Um, I'm not about that life. I don't, I don't know her either. But, um, yeah, um, guys, actually, no, Miss Monica Madison Please let the listeners know where they could get, where they could reach you, see your work, all that good stuff. <laughs> my work. Oh, my Instagram. Yeah. Um, oh, Instagram.com. Oh, yeah. So you had a discussion with Instagram. Monica Madison. I keep it simple. Keep it live. I totally X'd out Facebook. We're no longer friends. So. <laughs> Sorry, she called me in the middle of my water break. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram is where I reside at. Oh, yes. Do you have a Twitter? You don't have a Twitter. No, I don't do Twitter. I don't do any of that stuff. That's fair. No. I- I feel like I, I'm going more and more on Twitter, so that's fair. Really? I like Twitter. People still do that? Yeah. Okay. It's fun. Well, I I will say it's, we and actually me and Karen having a discussion on this, it's fun for people who are able who are able to do quick fire on jokes like this, this, and this, which is kind of what I could do. Okay. So, yeah. No, I'm not feeling that whole Twitter thing. But that, and that's fair. You, you, don't <laughs> have to, you really don't have to feel everything, so I mean, you know. You know, no one has to love everything. So that's, this is true. It's whatever. Um, fantastic. Thank Guys, you. Guys, catch Monica on Instagram. That's <laughs> Monica Madison. 
Um, you could catch us, us being Weekend Flex and all of the CWAs. Love you all. Monica, do you, do you know what CWA stands for? What does that stand for? It's, it's, our, it's our group of co-hosts that um, hosts with me on the show. Wow. And it's an it's, it's a anagram or something. I like that. Do you, do you want to guess what the anagram stands for? What does it stand for? Cunt of Attitude. That's what's up, son. So, yeah, if you want to reach me and the rest of my fellow CWAs, we are on, we have our own website that's still running, still taking money on my bank account. Weekendflex.com, straight through weekendflex.com, you'll be on the website. We are also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, any place with an RSS feed. Weekendflex, such as we're there. Um, leave comments, reviews, share us whatever you know. You know, do 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 all of that. We will still be popping shit every bite every other week. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram at Weekend Flex. No underscores, nothing straight through Weekend Flex. We are right there. Um, we post hilarious shit on the regular. Right, Monica? Please say yes. Of course. <laughs> <duh>. <laughs> waka waka ow. <laughs> Monica, you kill me every time. <laughs> um. What you call it? And yeah, we're we're on all those platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Please let us know. Um, we're gonna be signing out the podcast um, again, first weekend of October. It's about to be New Year's. It's about to be a new year. Yes. And you know what that means? One year closer to us getting this bitch ass out of the Oval Office. Yay! So, I mean, that's a that's a milestone for something. <laughs> Deuces. Deuces. Bye. We've had him as a president for two years now. He gotta go. He's been he's been here for two years. Did you see that video of the UN laughing at him? Oh yes, I saw that. It's amazing. Everybody, the world laughs at us. I mean, and, I mean, you really can't argue it at this point. You really, like, truly cannot. It's embarrassing. Argue. Anyways, we're signing out. Um, I'm your blue suit poppy, Poppy Azuka. Love you all. Stay safe, drink water, eat fruit, and we are out. We're good. Hi. Did you have fun? Yes, I did. As long as you had fun. That's